with me to talk all things Doctor Who. Um, from Fangirl Blog, it's Kay. Hey, Kay. Hello. And then joining us from the new show to Shot Glass Digital, Bad Wolf Radio, it would be Aaron Goins and Adam Farmer. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. There's going to be cats in this episode. Um, okay, so I brought you guys all here because you're all big Doctor Who fans, and I would call myself a moderately Doctor Who fan, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> would be the best way to put it. Um, but Doctor Who's become such a big thing here in the United States over the past few years, and it's something that I know there are tons of people that are fans of, and so I kind of wanted to get y'all's take on your fandom and where it came from. So, Aaron, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, let me see if I, because I'm pretty sure I told this story like on the very first episode of Bad Wolf Radio. So I have to make sure I get the details exactly the same. You have to same. get it right. <laughs> so <laughs> people don't think I just made out. it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember exactly when it was, but a few years back. Um, do you guys remember when Celebration 5 was? Was that like 2009? Sure. Okay. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what year it was, but it's probably around that time. Um, I remember talking to Bonnie Burton at Celebration 5, and um, I had noticed a lot of people on Twitter talking about the show called Doctor Who, and I was like, well, you know, I never heard of it. And so I kind of mentioned it to her because she was always talking about it on Twitter. And I was like, you know, what's this big Doctor, you know, what's this Doctor Who thing I keep hearing everybody talk about? And so she kind of explained it to me and basically told me, you know, she didn't give me an option. She was just like, you have to watch it. <laughs> You know, which most most of us Doctor Who fans, that's how we like to share our fandom. I think it's kind of like, what, you have to watch it. You're missing, you know, if you're not watching it, you're doing something wrong. So she convinced me. I, you know, started watching it. And I think, you know, probably about six episodes in, I finally got it. You know, I think the, it's kind of that slow burn with the early uh, Christopher Eccleston uh, episodes. So it took me about six episodes. And then I really started to enjoy it. And then by the end of end of the first season when Eccleston uh, regenerates I think I was like crying at that point you know so I was like okay I got this show this show is this show is now part of my life and uh, just kind of went from there so I guess it was the influence of others that got me into Doctor Who well that's how a lot of us get into things I think that's how I ended up starting watch, starting to watch Doctor Who um, Adam what about you yeah, I you could call me uh, one of Aaron's converts. Uh, it was <laughs> probably 2010, 2011. I was doing a lot of traveling during the summer, and I'd come back to the office because, as Aaron mentioned, we we worked together for a little bit there. Um, and I'd tell Aaron that I was like trying to watch a show 
B- BBC's Robin Hood. Um, and I was trying to I was trying to watch my way through it, and Aaron would just laugh at me. He's like, "No, seriously, you don't want to watch that. You want to watch Doctor Who." I was like, "Okay, whatever." So on the trip, I would sit down. I booted up Netflix, and I started to watch Doctor Who. And I stopped after episode two of Eccleston, just because it was it's it's a rough go. And if anybody's ever started to watch um, the Ninth Doctor, the first two episodes really are hard to make it through. Um, but before long, I've, I've I sat down, I booted it back up on Netflix, watched episode three, and then before I knew it, I was binge watching. Um, every time I'd go back to the hotel at night, I would just I would sit down and I'd watch as many episodes as I could. Um, I wouldn't go out to eat anything like that, which was probably not the best way to go about it. I'd pick up something really fast on the way home or on the way to the hotel um, from where I was I was working that day. And so, yeah, I, I ended up binge watching um, all the way up until the 11th hour uh, within one summer. So it was a crazy influx of Doctor Who. And every time I'd come back to the office, I'd have Aaron there so I could bounce things off of him and hear a little bit more from him uh, as far as like what I had in store for me. Uh, and ever since then, it's just been like a, a love for Doctor Who, um, watching it wherever I can find it, buying it on iTunes so that I could have the season pass as it's playing. I don't have BBC America, so that's the only way that I have it. So I have all sorts of seasons from the 11th hour forward bought on uh, iTunes and Amazon Prime. So yeah, I that's kind of how I started all thanks to Aaron. And now look what he's he's made of me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Now we started a podcast. <laughs> now we started a podcast. That was his grand scheme all along. <laughs> I just needed a co-host. About Doctor Who. He just needed co-host. I think it's true. And when you start watching Doctor Who, you're like, I need someone to discuss this with. Yes. It's yeah, not, totally. Not nearly as fun alone. Yeah. Um, I get scared a lot, so that's true. Um, so, Kay, <laughs> and we're going to talk about um, Bad Wolf Radio in a minute, but, Kay, how did you get into Doctor Who? And I think you're still watching watching to I'm it correct? Done. I oh, just okay. caught up the other week um bravo bravo yeah uh i think it was around august um right before the eighth season was going to start and i kept hearing all this buzz about it and i think really because they were doing that world tour it was like more prominent in news things i was looking at and um it's something i'd been curious about before but never took the time to try it and it just kept showing up in netflix as the first suggestion in their suggested things <laughs> and so finally i'm like okay maybe maybe i'll start watching this when this new season starts there's supposed to be a new doctor like maybe this would be a good time to start and then I went on twitter and asked people for their opinions and i'm pretty sure everybody who answered me said no you have to start at the beginning don't start with season eight <laughs> and i was like oh crap that's a lot to watch but okay and i'm glad i did i don't i honestly don't think i would have liked it as much if i would have started at eight but um yeah so i started with uh the ninth doctor and just watched on netflix all the way up until the eighth season and then just started getting the dvds and uh just watched the christmas special a week or two ago so i'm done well done done. okay yeah well Okay, so me, um, I am a, I guess, a convert from Aaron as well. 
because he kept telling me, you need to watch Doctor Who. And I had questions because I didn't really understand the whole Doctor regenerating thing and all of this stuff. And I was trying to figure out where to start and everybody was telling me the beginning. And I was like, but what's the beginning? Is the beginning like really old? Like, where do I watch that? And they were saying, no, just start with the ninth doctor and i'm like okay i don't even know what that means <laughs> so, um so i just started watching what was on netflix and like i really loved the christopher eccleston season so i was super sad when he left um because he's still my favorite like i don't know there's something about his personality and there's something about just the way he does things that you know, it's like my kind of British guy, I guess. <laughs> if we wanted, if we wanted to go that route. Um, but then I started. I'm through part of. I guess I finished the first David Tennant season, and I'm somewhere in there, and haven't watched a whole lot more. And I am going to blame that on My Little Pony, and Once Upon a Time. <laughs> And other things that have suddenly taken a jump forward um, from Doctor Who in my priority order. Um, and then I did see the Christmas special that had David Tennant and Matt Smith um, and all that stuff. And then I watched season eight, like the first two episodes or whatever, and then got scared with the promo for Listen. And I have yet to watch any more. <laughs> So that's me. Um, I'm the crappy fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're jumping all over the place. So is your plan, yeah. are you going to go back and pick up where you left off with David Tennant's stuff? Well, that is something I wanted to talk to you guys about later. Um, but I wanted to find out how you guys decided to start doing a podcast for Doctor Who. Okay. I was um, going to say, Aaron, do you want to take that one? Sure. Um <clears throat> Well, I'm one of those people that told myself I would never do a podcast, and then, <laughs> and then I started doing a, <laughs> then I started doing a Star Wars books <laughs> podcast with Teresa, um, and then I was like, okay, you know, one podcast is enough, and then I really started getting into Doctor Who and um, thought it'd be cool to talk about it, and we had a friend, me and Adam have a mutual friend who started like a little podcast network, and he was kind of trying to talk people into starting shows and he's like Aaron you should do a Doctor Who show like you always talk about Doctor Who and I'm like well, I don't know you know I would need to have somebody do it with me and so he I think he even suggested you Adam and he was like you know get Adam to do it like you guys are always talking about Doctor Who so it kind of like started there and you know just like most podcasts start I think it started out as like a joke you know kind of like oh we should do this <laughs> haha and then, like, so true. we were thinking, oh, you know, maybe. And, you know, I already kind of had experience doing the other podcast, you know, doing bookworms. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of knew how to do a podcast. And we had a place that was willing to host us. And so it just kind of started that, you know, that way. I think we've been doing it just over a year now. Yeah. Um, and I think we have, like, 32 episodes. We just posted a new episode this morning. Yeah, and right. it, it was one of those. It was one of those things where uh, it, it did kind of start as a joke, but we would have these just crazy conversations at that point in Aaron's office, and I would just sit there and we would just go back and forth pretty much for the entire lunch hour or what have you, and we would just we burnt through so much time. And the mutual friend that Aaron was 
referring to he was sitting in the exact same office and he would just listen to us the entire time um so it kind of just started as a joke just bred off of these conversations that we were already having and then yeah aaron suggested the podcast and then we jumped on it and it's been fun so basically we do the same thing we were doing then except now we just record it (laughs) (laughs) totally (laughs) Well, and now you guys are a part of Shot Glass Digital, so um, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome yeah. to be part of a, a bigger network, and we're trying to, you know, with Doctor Who fandom, what I've learned is um, the podcasts that are popular have been around for quite a while, and it's kind of hard to break into that fandom um, as a new podcast. Uh, me and Adam aren't experts on, you know, all 50 years of Doctor Who, so, um, you know, we're kind of... We're newer fans, and you know I think we our show is a little bit unique compared to some of the other shows that are out there. And we're trying to find listeners, and um, you know, so going onto a network network like that hopefully will expose us to a few more listeners, and hopefully find some more people that like uh, listening to what we talk about. Well, I think it will, and I think you're going to open up Doctor Who to a whole new group of Star Wars influenced people <laughs> and geek people by being over there. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is how we can get like new people into Doctor Who. Um obviously we all got through it through our own curiosity, but all of us for the most part are those kind of like I don't know, active fans that do a lot on Twitter or do blogging or do other podcasts and stuff like that. Um so how do you think would be a good way to kind of get new people into Doctor Who and like where should we have them start? Anybody? We can go with Aaron first. first. Okay, I'm going to pick you. <laughs> I feel like I'm going first on all these. No, we went backwards last time. So, oh man, I think, I mean, for me, I think the, the best way is word of mouth and I think that's kind of how Doctor Who got so popular um, you know, most of the people that got into Doctor Who originally in the, you know, at least in the United States, um, it was, you know, kind of a word of mouth thing. It was almost like a, a, like a cult thing, like people were doing it, but not that many people really knew about what Doctor Who was, you know, you always kind of heard the term, you know, heard the words Doctor Who, but didn't really know what it meant. Um, but I think now with the, the way the show is now with, you know, it, it being on BBC America and, um, it really has blown up and it's definitely not an underground kind of thing anymore. You know, it's really, it's really right out in front of people's faces. You go to any convention, um, you're going to see tons of people dressed up as, especially the 11th doctor. I see so many bow ties, but, um, you know, you'll see, you know, a bunch of different, you know, doctors, people, girls walking around TARDIS dresses, you know, it's just, it's all over the place now. So, I don't think there's really a problem getting people into it now. Maybe, you know, even just five years ago, um, it was kind of more something where you had to kind of push it on your friends to get them to watch it. But now it's just right out in front of their faces. Um, It's just kind of a matter of, you know, hey, you know, sit down, let's watch some Doctor Who. You know, that's pretty much the the best way to get people into it is just kind of share it with them. Yeah, and kind of like what Kay mentioned, like it's so accessible right now. You go on to Netflix, and maybe it's just because of the shows that I watch, but it's always one of those recommended or suggested for you shows for me um, when it comes to Doctor Who. And yeah, I, it's because I've probably I've watched all the episodes on there. But 
it's so accessible. Like you can log into Netflix and it's there. You can log into Hulu Plus and it's there. Um, and so many, the streaming services are pushing it. So it's certainly like accessible when it comes to that. And then it's really fun just to have conversations uh, talking about any other show. And it's funny how you can just bring up Doctor Who and bring up the story um, with how popular sci-fi is right now, be it at conventions or just in everyday conversations. Doctor Who fits right in there. And sometimes it's just a matter of mentioning Doctor Who and then telling people that, oh, yeah, you can watch pretty much the entire new Who series on Netflix. And from there, it just kind of opens up. That's that's what I did with a few. Um, and it's funny just getting back together with them and bouncing off the conversations from where they are in Doctor Who and uh, – answering questions that they might have about what comes later kind of priming the pump for getting them excited about series eight um when it finally hits netflix yeah i i don't people have been really nice about answering my doctor who questions um online and everything it was it was weird because since series eight was starting when i started i was kind of afraid that like all the conversation online was going to be about these new episodes and nobody was going to want to talk about the old stuff but I would just I'd make jokes that I was like tweeting from whatever year that episode aired in and <laughs> there was always there was always someone pretty much who would favorite it or, or respond back or answer my question and um, I was curious at one point about if people's favorite doctor was their first doctor because I wasn't as big of a fan of the 10th doctor as a lot of people seem to be and I was like is this because I didn't start with 10, did these people start with 10? And I asked, and it actually turned out not to be the case for a lot of people. People started all over the place. And so, it I don't know, there's just a really nice community out there that's pretty darn welcoming. And you don't have to worry about being behind anybody. Every There's someone who's willing to talk about it at any time. And Teresa- so how do you guys... What? Oh, sorry. You had asked about like kind of where <laughs> where a good place for people to start or to start like a new watcher, and I was kind of curious to hear Adam and Kay's answers on this. But um, I, I I typically say two different things because I have some friends that can tolerate kind of the the way that Doctor Who looked in two thousand five with Chris Eccleston and even on to Tenant stuff. It had a look that, even though the show was made in 2005, it looked like it was made in the 90s. You it know? did, yeah. And, so cool. and I have some friends oh, so that true. just can't tolerate that. You know, they watch it and they, it just looks low budget to them. They can't get past the first episode. So, you know, for most people, if I think they have potential, I will tell them to go back and start with Christopher Eccleston's episodes uh, with The Ninth Doctor. But if I have those friends that are a little bit more picky and want a more modern looking show... I typically tell them to start with um, with Smith stuff, with Matt Smith, because that's where I feel like the show really made a, a visual change and kind of caught up with the rest of television. I think that the Ninth Doctor is the best place to start because those first episodes were written to kind of reintroduce people to the show. So that's the best to get the full... I mean, they kind of drop you in media rest, but also Rose is meeting the Doctor for the first time, so some things get explained to you. So I would say, though, if if someone started with The Ninth Doctor, at least stick through, like, the first three episodes before you decide if you're leaving or not. Um, and then I would say if you weren't going to, Eleven might be a good place. 
I also feel like I think anytime there's a new companion, since the companion's kind of like the audience's perspective on the show, um, it's a it's an okay time to start. I know Trisha tried to watch it once, and she started somewhere randomly in the middle of the tense actors run and like couldn't get into it and was confused and stuff so don't do that yeah if you if you start with the ninth doctor and you kind of gut it out through the first couple episodes it definitely pays dividends because you get sucked into the entire story as it is um i've heard aaron say the 11th hour so much that i i'm kind of backing away from saying the 11th hour although it is (laughs) a great place to start especially like he mentioned like production value just takes this amazing leap when you get to the 11th doctor plus it's matt smith which someone has referred to him as like the hipster doctor in a good way he (laughs) he busts out the bow tie um he's got the really sweet jacket i mean he's he's really i don't know you can relate to him really easily right off the bat um i like I like Doctor Who because there's such an incredible story, not only like that stretches across series, but just within individual episodes by themselves. I like to tell people to start with like the girl in the fireplace, um, just because it's such a solid story. And I think if you can get hooked with the Doctor Who story, then that allows you to then go back to the beginning and kind of gut it out through some of that really low budget um, 90s feeling production value. And then get caught up at that point. So I, I really like the, the girl in the fireplace. It's a tenant episode. Um, yeah, I just, I just love that episode. It, it's a tearjerker. I think I've cried every time I watched it, which is horrible, <laughs> but it's a good episode. Well, why don't we, we're saying a lot of, I guess, Doctor Who verbiage that some of the people that are listening to this, if they're new, they're not going to understand anything we're talking about. Um, so I guess, Aaron, since you've been watching it the longest, um, why don't you explain what we're talking about with the number of doctors and all that stuff? Because that's one of the things that I know confused me when I was trying to figure it out. People were like, well, start with the ninth doctor. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just start with the first one? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, why don't you explain that a little bit? Oh man, Doctor Who 101. I'm I'm really I mean, bad at this. Not like not like in depth. Okay, well if any anybody no. else I can do it do if it. you want because I am I recently learned it. So Go okay, you do uh, it. Go for it. So so Doctor Who was a series that was on when did it start in the 60s? 65. 60 Yes, okay. 63. And then Sorry. It ran to the early 80s, right? Uh yes. I think. Okay, so it ran for a good chunk of years, and then it was off the air, and then in 2005, it came back, and that's referred to as Series 1, even though all those other seasons happened before it. So, um, and that's what we're talking about when we say start with the Ninth Doctor, he starts Series 1, the revival, I guess you can call it, of Doctor Who. So the Doctor is an alien called the Time Lord. He travels through time and space. In his TARDIS, which is his, uh, it looks like a blue phone box, but it's a spaceship. And um, he has multiple lives. So if he is mortally wounded, he can regenerate. And then he looks different, but he's supposed to be at least essentially the same person. And that that was after the first Doctor. Was it just because he was old and didn't want to do it anymore? The actor or the doctor? Yeah. No, the actor. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, to both. 
he was replaced. Um, yeah, he was replaced because he was getting a little bit old, and the I think the production team decided that they were better on moving without him. Basically, it's a clever storytelling device to be able to have a new actor come in and have the show keep going. So, at the if the numbering gets a little funky um, later on, because then like an eight and a half fifth doctor <laughs> gets introduced <laughs> and there's you know one doctor regenerated twice so um christopher eccleston is known as the ninth doctor um i just blanked david tennant is known as the 10th doctor matt smith is known as the 11th and then peter capaldi is known as the 12th even though he's the 13th regeneration <laughs> Well done. Thank you for that. I feel like clapping right now. <laughs> Yay! Um, so, if you're looking to get into Doctor Who and you hear people saying, start with the ninth Doctor, they're not trying to confuse you. They're meaning to start with the 2005 first season with Christopher Eccleston. So, there's that. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, like my particular fandom I guess just because I feel like this could apply to a lot of people that get into something and then kind of fall out of it and didn't fall in love with it the same way you guys did so um, like I said some of the promos for some of the episodes before you go into it they're kind of scary and there are some episodes that are kind of creepy Um, so if you're a girl like me or even a guy I guess that kind of gets freaked out by watching stuff at night and it's dark and scary then that can kind of you know deter you a little bit at least I think but um you guys had some thoughts on that before we officially started the show so whoever wants to take that (laughs) and run with it feel free um I'm gonna go for it (laughs) I'm just gonna throw my name out there as like someone who watched the promos and did find myself a little bit creeped out by them as well um to the point where there there was an episode series eight um kill the moon which that that, that's a doozy of an episode horrible (laughs) um but the promos show like these massive space spiders and I hate spiders so I I told Aaron multiple times I'm not watching this episode like I can't take this episode I will not sleep for a week if I watch this episode um but it's it's something and it's something that we talked about quite a bit um on bad wolf radio that this season especially it seems like they tried to kick up the creepiness factor um they tried to make it a little bit scarier and there was a lot of conversation going out going on about is this the scariest season of doctor who is doctor who a kid's show anymore what who, who should be watching doctor who um, so it definitely is a huge topic, or at least it was for Series 8. But as we were kind of mentioning before the show got started, it was kind of interesting because you'd watch these creepy previews, uh, and then you would watch the actual episode and realize that it was a really great job that they did as far as taking these clips out of context and allowing them to scare you. But as soon as you saw them in context, yeah, they were creepy, but it really wasn't all that bad anybody else have any thoughts on that am i am i on the right track was it actually legitimately creepy there were there were times when i was watching at night and the promo would be like next time and i'd be like no not watching that before i go to sleep then when i (laughs) watched the episode it was not that bad there was only one time that the show gave me nightmares and that was with the silence is Uh, that the one with the little kids 
Um, is, that, is that the there episode? Is of, a little kid in it? In part of it? Yeah, the only one, the one that I'm thinking about, like, this is the episode that kind of, like, set the tone for, like, what is creepy to me in Doctor Who and I can't handle. Is I think it's Christopher Eccleston where there's that little boy. Oh, with that, the gas like, mask? Yeah, that. Like, Are you I my can't. mommy? <laughs> oh, no. That one kind of freaked me out. That was, like, the first one that I saw the promo for and was like, oh, I don't know. I. I have this interest in World War II stuff, and then I was like, I don't want them to make it... Not that World War II doesn't have its scary elements, but I don't want them to add a new one to it. I totally <laughs> so... agree. I I was watching it, and that was the only episode that I think I've watched where I honestly looked behind myself multiple times. <laughs> I was home alone. And then and then I made the mistake last uh, not too long ago, as far as like I let that be someone's first episode of Doctor Who, completely oh. ruined it completely oh. ruined it not a good place to start for anybody who's listening no, you, do not start on that why episode. would you start on that i thought it was a great story my bad <laughs> it's actually the episode that got me hooked that was the episode that of season one that when i finished watching the the gas mask kid episode was when i was like okay this is this is a show i'm gonna stick with well that tells me a lot about who you are <laughs> i like the creepy <laughs> elements of doctor who and i think the 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 good thing about doctor who is it has the creepy elements, but it's very lighthearted too. It's never just straight, you know, scary. You know, the entire episode is never scary. It's it's always small elements that will kind of freak you out, maybe make you jump, but in the end, it's a very lighthearted show. So that's you know that's what I would tell people that are kind of worried about it if they've seen promos or think it it's a very scary show. It's really not. Um, it just has some scary elements, and I think that's something that stems all the way back to the classic Doctor Who series because it was kind of known for its monsters. And so that's an element that they wanted to keep in the modern series as well. Okay, so what y'all are saying is I just need to watch Listen. (laughs) Yeah, get on. I think it it also helps to, if you list out all the things that Doctor Who tells you you should be afraid of, then you're like, I can't be afraid of all these things. It'd be ridiculous. I wouldn't be able to leave the house because I'm like, you should be afraid of children, children wearing gas masks, children who draw things, children who imagine things, (laughs) children who fear anything, which is like all children. And like statues and astronauts and clocks and turning your back on anything and Wi-Fi and cracks in your wall and what's in your wardrobe and what's under your bed and what's on top of your bed and nightmares and dreaming and sleeping in general and... (laughs) Closing your eyes momentarily, <laughs> like you, that, kind of helped me when I like started listing everything out. I was like, "This is ridiculous! I can't be afraid of all these things." I don't know about you guys, but... Doctor Who gives you that out that as long as you think something, then everything's all better. Oh, I mean, that's they the, always give you that out. The Moffat. <laughs> Moffat moment. The Moffat moment. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and so, for those of you who are listening who don't know, Stephen Moffat is one of the creators. <laughs> <laughs> head writers of Doctor Who. Um, so, Kay, I'm going to need you to write a blog post about all the things that Doctor Who says I should be afraid of <laughs> so I can print it out and I can put it in my room. There's a lot of uh, lists on the internet, and my favorite thing is most of them end with Stephen Moffat. You should just be afraid of Stephen Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, well, that's helpful. So I just have to watch it. That's so hard. I don't know. Like, just watch it. I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out. I'll do it. But you guys were asking what I'm going to do. Well, I want to finish watching the Peter Capaldi series, and then I'll go back to David Tennant, because sometimes my Netflix is sketchy. Um, 
So I want we're going to wrap up here, but I want to ask some of those, you know, favorites questions. So um, first one, what's your favorite episode or the one that you could watch over and over? Okay. Um, the Lodger. <laughs> it's kind of... Yes! <laughs> Adam loves the Lodger. Yes! It's kind of silly and ridiculous, but I love it. And James Corden is in it. And um, he actually, he's going to be the new host of the Late Late Show. So he's going to be on TV and I hope he makes late show super british um but i just i love the dynamic and i was kind of getting frustrated with amy at that point so i was like hey amy's not really in this episode she's one of the companions if you don't know um so yeah it's a it's the dynamic between them and getting to see the doctor pretend or trying to pretend to be human um is entertaining and so that what... was another one. Like the promo was really creepy, and then uh, it was it, the the bad guy, and it wasn't as creepy as they made it out to be. So, what Doctor is that, and what season, if you know? That is the eleventh Doctor, and I believe it's in the sixth season. Okay, um, Adam. Man. You can't say the lodger. She took it. She took it. Um, <laughs> let's see, not the lodger. I'm gonna go with the doctor's wife, um, which that's the 11th doctor, too, but that's okay because it's a really good episode. Um, Dr. Amy and Rory get sucked to a planet. The doctor thinks there's um, other time lords there, it's not really there. The planet that's called House is just luring him in so he could destroy the TARDIS. All sorts of other stuff happens. It's a really solid episode, and we get to see the TARDIS personified, um, which is really fun. Again, the dynamic between the Doctor and the TARDIS and the conversations that take place, and the Doctor actually finally being able to have conversations with his TARDIS. And then at the end, you get this sad, really touching moment. Um, But it's a really fun episode, so I'm going to go with the Doctor's wife since I can't have the lodger. (laughs) So. So we're gonna all go with the with an eleventh Doctor episode. Look at that! Is, and I don't think he's any of our favorite, is he? <laughs> he's not. Well, don't answer! Don't answer that. Oh, uh, we're coming it's up coming on that. Up. Okay. Um, yeah, the eleventh hour, which is the first episode with Matt Smith, is my favorite, hands down. I love that episode. I can watch it over and over. Um, just the introduction of the new Doctor and kind of how different it was than what I was used to with Tennant. Um, and him meeting Amy when she's a kid and then, you know, leaving her behind basically and coming back and she's an adult. And, um, I love Rory in that episode. He's hilarious. Um, and then, you know, the rooftop scene on the hospital is just one of my favorite Dr. Who moments of all time when he's picking out his outfit, you know, throwing his clothes over his shoulder and trying to figure out what his outfit's going to be. And giving that awesome monologue with all the faces of all the previous doctors and, yeah, that was awesome. So, 11th hour, definitely my favorite. Cool. I am abstaining from all these because I don't feel like it's fair. Um, <laughs> since I haven't <laughs> even asked everything. you, what was your favorite so far? There you go. Um, and I don't know episode names or anything. Um, but I actually really like the one where the Olympics are about to happen. And so the um, the torch is being carried through the little town, and the girl. I think this is all the same episode, where the um, 
there's oh, like the kids disappearing stuff yeah the girl drawing stuff yeah and the things you should be afraid of <laughs> <laughs> and all the kids Fear are her. disappearing and yeah. she draws them and then they like disappear into their paper um just because i always i've always colored and stuff like that as a kid and i always wanted to like be able to do that not like trap people <laughs> not if I want to do that add, add Teresa to the list of things we should be afraid of <laughs> um no but like she have a crayon you know, stay away yeah being able to like make my drawings and stuff like come to life like I thought that'd be really cool um and it was also kind of just real like how afraid she was of her father spoiler alert guys um you know and things like that so I really liked that one um quite a bit actually and I just, I like stuff that's on Earth, like the episodes that are on Earth a lot. Um, I don't know why, I just, so. Well, the giant dinosaur was also really cool. Four seasons. <laughs> All right, so who's your favorite companion? Who wants to go first? Let's go with Adam. <laughs> oh, I needed time to think. Um, let's see here. Favorite companion. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, so I usually say Craig from The Lodger. It's debatable whether or not he's a companion. He's not. Um, totally is. Totally yeah, not. Yeah, see? <laughs> see, there we have it. Um, so since He shows up in another episode. So. He does. He's two episodes. Closing time in The Lodger. Um, since that would be somewhat of a cop-out, I am going to go with Rose. Um, first companion for New Who. Uh made it through the ninth doctor and the 10th doctor. Um, and then we get that touching moment at the end with the 10th doctor. So, uh, and then she comes back as bad wolf in the 50th anniversary episode. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with Rose. Okay. Um, I would, uh, see, I thought Clara was going to be my favorite <laughs> and that has turned out not to be true. So I guess I would say Rose then. Okay. And Aaron. Um, Rose is definitely my favorite. I don't have an explanation. No. <laughs> yeah, Rose is my favorite companion. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for romance, and I feel like the Doctor, I think that's the one companion that he fell in love with, and I, I like their story, and yeah. So she's always, Me too. She's always been my favorite. So Rose she, all around. She has a, a nice balance to like being kind of in awe of him but also you know helpful and willing to take action and I think she balances that probably the best out of all the companions cool alright now here it is favorite doctor like, I'm guessing this should be easy for everybody I'll go first Christopher Eccleston <laughs> because I think he's awesome and because I love his I don't know like his British personality is the best and he's very he's snarky but he's not snarky the way that Capaldi is and he's very frank which I like but in a non-mean way um and I don't know there's something about it plus I really like his outfit and I'm planning on buying his <laughs> outfit dress from her universe um but um I mean, I like David Tennant because he's funny, but I can't. I have issues with David Tennant due to Harry Potter, so um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I do. <laughs> he was a bad guy there, and he was kind of scary. Um, so yeah, Ninth Doctor Eccleston for me. Aaron, you get to go. 
Okay. Um, Tenth Doctor is my favorite. I like Eccleston a ton. He's he he was awesome. Uh, Matt Smith it was hit and miss for me, but and then I really like Capaldi so far. Um, definitely a different character than the other guys, but Tennant has been my favorite. Yet you cosplay as Eleven. Eleven's the easy one to cosplay as. Um, <laughs> you can find that stuff, you know, anywhere. Whereas I, I mean, hey, I've thought about doing Tenth, but. I looked at how much it would cost to get like a custom pinstripe yeah. suit, and it's like, eh, it's a little bit out outside of my uh, cosplay budget. And that duster is expensive. Yeah, I do have the glasses, like almost exactly the type of glasses that he wears. Um, so I was preparing to possibly do it, but uh, chickened out on the suit. <laughs> Adam, I I um, I usually like whoever the last regeneration was. Um, so like I miss Matt Smith right now. I really miss Matt Smith. Um, but if I had to choose like my favorite doctor overall, I have to go with the 10th. He has sweet hair, um, kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> I really do love his hair, but that's not the reason why I love the doctor. I, I love his, the way that he portrayed him. He had like this dark edgy side, um, which he wasn't quite sure about like destroying the other time Lords and Gallifrey. Spoiler alert. If you haven't gotten there yet. Um, where he talks a little bit more about it. But then he also had that quirky side. Um, and then just his interactions with the companions, whether it's Donna um, or Martha or Rose, I, I, he, he, he was my all-around doctor. Um, I think he really served as a great bridge between Eccleston and Smith. Okay. Uh, ninth Eccleston is my favorite. He's, I like that he's like serious, and down to business, but then he has these moments of like intense joy where his whole face lights up, and I just really liked that that about him. He just all of a sudden would be like, "Woo!" And um, he, for how serious he was, he was pretty positive still. And mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a line he says in oh in in the episode Father's Day where um, he's trying to save a bunch of people. I'm not going to spoil exactly what's happening. I'm just going to say he's trying to save a bunch of people. And this woman says something about, like, oh, we're not important. And he stops what he's doing, and he says, in 900 years, I've never met anyone who isn't important. And I was like, I love you, when he said that. <laughs> it's just, that, that was, like, the lock-on moment for me. Um, yeah, and then I kind of feel like 11 is my second favorite he that i like his like silliness and playfulness but he's kind of a dangerous doctor to be around so i don't think i'd (laughs) want to travel with him (laughs) like things do not go well for people who travel with him so yeah and um and and 10 is 10 grew on me i did not like him initially and then 12 is my least favorite I think it's I think it's funny that the two girls like Christopher Eccleston the most and then me and Adam are the ones that are crushing on David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with Kay though. Like Eccleston really has some moments where his face just lights up. Like at the end of um The Empty Child, what we were talking about with the kid with a gas mask, when he's like everybody lives, like he's just yes. utterly excited there. And then the the part in that same episode where he's like dancing and like he just has this goofy grin on his face like he has these really just 
awesome moments where, like you said, his face just lights up and it sucks you in. So I, I agree with that. Like, Eccleston is an awesome back. I wish he would have had more than just one season. I wish he would have come back for the 50th, man. Oh, yeah, I wish me too. That would have been awesome. We well, might that's what happens when people ten- have fallouts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Um, really quick, um, if everybody can kind of go around and give um, the listeners a place where they can find you on the interwebs. So, Aaron, I'll let you start. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AV Goins and check out our podcast on Twitter as well at Bad Wolf Podcast. We need more followers. So, if you're not following us, even if you don't listen to our show, we don't care. Just go follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it for, for me for now. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much Twitter only as well. So it's a underscore farmer. Uh, that's going to be me, Adam Farmer, and then like Aaron mentioned, Bad Wolf Podcast. Uh, we're out there, and then we have a fan uh, a Facebook fan page as well. So I I troll that here and there. Okay, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at geek underscore kay, and then I write for fangirlblog.com, and I wrote an article about um, when I first started watching Doctor Who. And I meant to kind of update as my journey went on, and I just decided to watch more episodes instead of writing. So um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm planning a, a, a not-so-new-to-Doctor-Who post to kind of wrap up the six-month journey I went on in time and space. So look for that eventually, probably in the next month or so. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much um, for being here with me and taking time out of your evening. Um if you want to find Fangirl Chat, um, we are not officially on iTunes yet. We will be at some point soon, hopefully. But um, just go over to the Fangirls Going Rogue Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash fangirlsgoingrogue. We post all the episodes there. You can also go to fangirlblog.com and fangirlnextdoor.com because we post all the episodes there as well. If you just want to find the feed, it's um, fangirlchat.podbean.com. I am at IceColdPenguin on Twitter and Instagram, and Trisha is at fangirlcantina. So thanks again, and keep going.